0: Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward. I am your host. Today, we have a great guest for you. My good friend, Tom O'Hare from Get College Going. Tom founded Get College Going to help students, parents, and young adults achieve educational goals after high school. He focuses on helping families find the right educational path for the right reason, at the right school, for the right investment. Tom's a parent of four and has held consulting and management roles in higher education financial services, recruitment, and served as the Director of Enrollment at a private high school. He's a contributor and instructor with Pivotal College Years, and online college planning portal. He's worked throughout Greater Boston, Massachusetts, New England, and virtually across the United States. Please sit back, enjoy the conversation with my good friend, Tom O'Hare. Are you ready? Let's go. to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thanks for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, it's great to be here, Matt. Awesome. Well, we're going to have a good conversation today about small business success and the growth of a small business and what it is you do. But real quick, in under 30 seconds, can you give a quick nutshell to the audience, those listening on their favorite podcast app or even watching on YouTube, what exactly you do and how you help people?
1: Yeah, thank you. And uh, thanks for letting me be here today. Um, I try to help bring peace of mind and harmony to households for families of high school and college age students as they're trying to navigate the sometimes complex, sometimes stressful process of finding the education path
0: for a student after high school. Okay. So that's pretty straightforward. A lot of words to basically say you help kids get into college at an affordable price. <laughs> um, but s- simply put, uh, it's interesting because the kids are not your clients. That You work with your kids, but that does not make them your clients. No, actually, mom and dad
1: are my clients. So I market to parents and provide a service to them uh, as an advisor, and I am a counselor to their students, a coach.
0: So you play you play a dual role, which is very interesting because most service-based business professionals are working with the person that buys their product or service. Isn't that interesting?
1: Yeah. And I do so, work with parents at the same time.
0: Sure. Um, so how how you know I, I hear all the time in the in the referral business that people tell me all the time the sales solves solve all problems. So how are you? approaching the marketing and sales aspect of your business to the greater Massachusetts community that you serve how are you how, how are you reaching parents well i'm trying to use a couple of different tools a couple of different resources
1: uh, i'm a big networker uh, i participate in multiple networking events um, both now in the zoom world and hopefully back in the one on one in person world Mm -hmm. to share my message, to share what I try to do uh, from the standpoint of helping families. Um, I try to be a a consistent and frequent writer uh, on my own blog, uh, on other organizations' um, uh, material and places to put things. Uh, And I spend a lot of time actually on Facebook looking at sites that parents might be visiting to try to help answer questions that they're posing through um, those types of resources, because information is power, as far as I'm concerned, and sometimes information out there can be very wrong.
0: So let's talk about that, because I'm a big believer that information is power too, and it can be very wrong. And uh, you're probably well aware, because I we've probably heard me talk about the fact that I owned a digital agency for 16 years, and I sold that in 2018, and. Funny enough, the way I went to market, the way I found new clients was to go out and do educational seminars, presentations at local chambers, networking groups, things like that. And I would teach people how to build their own website. And then funny enough, they didn't want to do it. So they hired me as the expert. I have always believed that if you give away your knowledge, that people will hire you to do what it is that you provide a service for.
1: I totally agree. And I am... A educator. I'm a salesperson by background, but an educating salesperson by background. And that may sound odd, but uh, I learned early on in my career that one of the best things to do when you go in and visit a prospect or even a current client is provide them with information that they may not be up on or education that they may not be keeping pace on. So you're bringing a resource to them. When I meet with parents and students or try to provide resources through the various social media. I'm trying to provide instructional information, education, sometimes positively disruptive. And I'll come back to that if you want to know what that means. Um, But the whole idea of trying to help people learn so that they can minimize their stress and anguish. And if that turns into a referral into someone who's going to work with me, that's great. If it's someone who learns and doesn't necessarily need to come back to me for Full blown business, but maybe one off questions. That's great too.
0: You know, it's interesting because I have no interest in the in the in the um, uh, in interest of transparency. I have no problem telling the listening audience or the viewing audience that I'm a client of Tom's. And funny enough, I became a client because I I recall doing just basic one to ones with Tom and learning about his knowledge around what he was doing. But I'll never forget what happened was I just reached out with a basic question in in, it from Tom's perspective the basic question could have been something uh, that I was asking because I might have known somebody else or I was just curious from a networking perspective or a business perspective so that I could possibly get him referrals and as it turned out it was more of a personal question and he answered the question Never got a bill for it. And what happened next? I just reached out and said, okay, let's get, let's, let's get college going. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. so we've been That's working right. together. Well, I say we, I'm out of the mix. I just, I'm happy to just provide my credit card number and have everybody else take care of the problem. It's And, and I like it best that way, to be perfectly honest with you. But I mean, I think that, 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 that has grown to fruition through the process of education. And I think people need to just understand that you not you need not hoard your own information. Give it out. Do the blogs. Do the YouTube videos. Do the podcast interviews like this. Give everybody an opportunity to learn who you are and what you do. Now, there's so much out there, Tom. So the people who believe in this, the people who are thinking, oh, wait, this might actually work for me too, how do they manage it all? How do you juggle it all? That's the big question. Well,
1: yeah, that's the big question. I think that the the key is to be focused. Be focused in what you know, what you're good at, and who your partners are that can help with the uh, fringe work. Um, I I have a colleague who uses the phrase, I stay in my lane. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a very good way of describing how you can be effective and ineffective. So I know my business I I probably consider myself a subject matter expert. At least I remind myself when I get up in the morning. But I'm not in other areas. I'm not a financial planner. I'm not an investment person. I'm not a crisis management counselor. I'm not a social service counselor. Mm -hmm. So when I encounter individuals that need those services, I want to turn them on to someone. I want to be that guy that's going to be able to help refer them to someone else. So that I'm staying in my lane and people will trust me for what I know and what I'm going to try to communicate.
0: So interesting you say that, because I believe about an hour ago, maybe somebody that works for me was helping me with something. and. I said, oh, we should do it this way. And she replied, okay, yeah, no, good point. I'll stay in my lane. So she, what she was doing was doing a task that I would normally do. And by the way, I have the same discussion with her. This is Heather. I have the same discussion with Heather about the things that I shouldn't be doing that I've tasked her to do, yet I stick my fingers and nose in it, and I shouldn't do that. And on this podcast so far, the previous eight podcasts, we've talked to people about delegating. We've talked to people and they haven't they haven't said the word stay in your lane type of thing, but that's exactly what this is, right? So what we've heard from numerous guests previous to you is that they struggle with the control aspect of giving things up in the business. How do you wrap your head around delegating things to other people, whether it's outsourcing and or getting help and staying focused on what? you should stay focused on without controlling what you've delegated?
1: Well, I think just as much as a client or a prospect of ours has to be trusting us, we have to be trusting our partners. So it's defining and finding the individuals who have like interests, like approach, like business plans, like business um, uh, conversations, and you work with those individuals. So if you're able to transfer or refer somebody to someone else, then you're not worried about them. The other is to work in partnership. I mean, one of my best um, styles of working with financial planners is to be the planner's resource with their client so that the client sees me as a resource to their expert, their trusted advisor, and at the point where it might be a time for me to become more involved then the financial planner or someone else is going to say it's time for time to take over. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's part of it is understanding that you can't cure everything. You can control up to a certain point. And unless you're going to be spinning your wheels 24 hours a day, you've got to find that right balance.
0: And I love it is hard. The statement I love to share with people is trust, but verify you have to trust. But then as you continue to verify that the work is being done the way that you'd like it done, then the trust grows. And what ultimately happens is you delegate more, you trust more, and you verify less. And that's just the great way of doing it. Um, so, what is your biggest challenge in small business these days? I'm finding new customers.
1: Hmm. Finding new customers as a fee service provider. Because in my business, a lot of what I provide is free. People can mm. go about doing things in the DIY world, uh, as my young son reminds me that hundreds and thousands of others have gone to college, or gone to work, or found their education path without needing someone like me, and that's true. So I work hard to find the unique person that use, needs a unique person like me. Mm-hmm. So you know, right? Because
0: you don't you don't need to work with a thousand students a year. No. No, no. I mean, you need to, but I need. No, you wouldn't have the bandwidth for that, now would you? No, I'd
1: need a team of individuals, and that's not my business model. Right. So, you know, so so trying to um, be that provider for the right person is is the challenge, and getting people to understand that sometimes you need a trusted advisor, sometimes you need an advisor to be a good linchpin or a bridge between you and your kids. Mm -hmm. or between you and your neighbors and friends that are stressing you out because they think that, you know, they're presenting their family and you're feeling that, you know, you have messed up. I mean, as parents, we want the best for our kids. Mm -hmm. And we're going to try to do the best. So sometimes going it alone uh, can be difficult. Mm -hmm. So I try to present myself. And so do
0: you feel like, I mean, are you, uh, so when you say you're trying to fill the pipeline, so to speak, you're trying to get sales. I mean, that's what, I would imagine that's what 95% of all small business owners tend to want to answer when they're being authentic about the challenges in business, right? Um, we tend to answer something else when we want, we don't want to be honest about uh, the fact that we struggle with sales, right? As a whole. But I mean, if we fill the top of the pipeline, so to speak, the top of the funnel with more and more people that know who we are, then at the end of the day, out of the bottom of the funnel comes more qualified prospects for conversations, right? And so the goal is to get more conversations. And yeah, yeah, well, to do that, you it sounds like you do networking.
1: I do networking. Um, I try to, you know, belong to and participate in conversations to share my message. And, you know, some of it is also having patience. I mean, I can try to fill my pipeline with a lot of people that might need my services, but they don't necessarily need my services and that sounds strange, but you know, there's a certain threshold of individuals who need the kind of counseling and advising that I'm doing. Um, but I'm trying to, to get that message out uh, and do it the right way. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea of filling the pipeline is a matter of starting conversations.
0: If I can and, have fun. <clears throat> That's so interesting. You say that because this isn't sales it's sales activities. Right. And so conversations are sales activities. Yeah. And they lead to sales. And so what I tell people all the time is you've got to have more sales conversations. Now, if that starts with a networking conversation, so be it. That's how you get sales conversations. That's how you get introduced. At the end of the day, I help service based businesses get more word of mouth referrals. But I specialize in a subgroup of service based businesses referred to as web designers and web developers. Because I have an experience in that market, right? I have a lot of experience. It doesn't mean I don't work with other people. It just means that if I'm going to go focus on one thing, it's going to be this particular market, right? And for you, it might be, you know, those people going to, you know, private colleges or or, uh, people from a specific town or people who have been Eagle Scouts or something like that, right? Um, So it's about niching down as much as we possibly can, which is a fearful thing to do in a lot of ways right? Because we're afraid that we're not going to get the clients.
1: Yeah. And it's, for me, it's also having a conversation and being patient because I can talk to someone when they're students, a sophomore or even a junior. And although I think it's the right time for them to take advantage of services that I provide, it's not timing for them. They have other distractions. They have other things going on in their family. They have other needs. I mean, I recently had someone that I talked to two years ago, send me an email last night just to say, hey, I'm
0: ready. And if I... I just told somebody that on Facebook a half hour ago. You've got to be patient. You're planting these seeds. This is a garden of leads. It's a garden of leads and referrals, and it takes time to grow. You must water it. It must have good soil. It must have sun. And then (laughs) it comes and you get the call two years later.
1: But I think the other challenge, the other challenge is not to deviate from your plan. That's right. If I get frustrated that I don't have enough clients and all of a sudden I'm going to start doing something different, well, that might mean I'm going into the wrong lane. Mm -hmm. I'm going into the high-speed lane or the breakdown lane. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a small business person that's relying on those types of referrals to generate revenue and generate business, yeah, you have to be patient. I'm not a transactional business. I'm a relationship business that is based on, helping one customer who's going to tell another customer who's going to tell another customer. Now you want to have, you know, multiples talking at the same Mm -hmm. time, but in a small business world, I have to be patient. I have to stay committed to what I'm trying to do. And, and, you know, that's the sprinkling of the dust, uh, the pixie dust to try to get the business moving forward.
0: Now I see that bookshelf behind you and I know you're an avid book reader. So what book are you reading lately? What book is your biggest favorite? Business book, do you read a lot of business books?
1: I, I used to I used to back in my what are you city. reading right now?
0: What other book are you reading right now?
1: Uh, I'm reading a book about da Vinci da Vinci. Oh nice yeah, because uh, there there's so much about his um, his work that he did that is missed in the sense of what's going on in today's design. you know the Wright brothers were supposedly credited with you know creating the first plane. Well, he was doing it then back in the day. Um, That's great. I try to read books that are going to continue to challenge me to be, well, as I say, positively disruptive. And that means position your message correctly. For me, it means positioning your message correctly, correctly, honestly, and with education. Um, so I dwell between education books. I dwell between philosophy, I love reading psychology today. I'm not a psychologist, but I love reading about what's going on, so, pe- people's behavior and that kind of
0: thing. So this is how you stay up to date and continue to be educated yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm immersed in reading what's going on in higher ed, what's going on right. in the workforce development world, what's going yeah. on in, in, you know, trying to get the 17 to 25 year old wanderers back to school because they're just out there drifting. Mhm. Um, I'm I'm hoping to put on a symposium with a couple colleagues in the fall uh, to help individuals learn about the value of upskilling and skill-based
0: learning. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, that's good stuff. What's your, what's your best, you know, if you were to um, give one, one software tip, one software tip for all the people listening. What one software piece of software or tool do you use in your business that can help others grow their business?
1: Uh, I guess I'm going to say Grammarly. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Okay. It's totally off. It's, tot- it, it's not necessarily going to grow your business from the standpoint of putting more nickels in your pocket, but what it has done for me is made me a better writer. Yeah, a better, absolutely. You know, because I, I think I told you the story one time that, you know, I'd write something and put it out there. And I'd get a call from my youngest daughter, who's a, craft, a graphic design, creative art director. And she'd say, Dad, did you read that? Did you write that? I know what you're trying to write, but come on. <laughs> so she turned me on to Grammarly. And I'm telling you, for me, it, it's 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 like, you know, Ivana in the sense that the it helps me be a better writer. And that makes me a better educator and a better
0: communicator. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. so great. So, yeah, so some great insights on this podcast today. Um, you know, fantastic stuff. Everything from Grammarly to staying in your lane. I love that. Staying in your lane and educating yourself and reading, you know, both business books and non-business books and things like that. That's always helpful. And Matt, in, um,
1: all, fairness, in all fairness, if in case he's listening, that's Charlie Melia. Yeah. From ConnectPay. He's the one that's all about staying in your
0: lane. So, oh, there you go. Staying in your lane. There you go. Give him yeah, well, maybe we'll have Charlie Million. on. Ah, sure. He can. not He's not a business owner. He's an employee. He doesn't oh, qualify. <laughs> but if you're a business owner and you have a mailing address in Massachusetts, you qualify to be on the podcast. So make sure you reach out to us. Pop something in the comments on Facebook or here on YouTube. And uh, make sure you share what tools and tips that you use in your business in the comments. And uh, we also want to hear what kind of books you're reading these days. Make sure you post that in the comments too. Tom, if people want to reach out to you and learn more about you and network with you and do one-to-ones on Zoom and and, and find out about Get College Going, how do they reach you? Where can they find you?
1: They can find me. um, They can text me or call me at 617-240-7350, or they can uh, drop me a note at tom at getcollegegoing.com. And if you want to read about uh, my blog, Hit me up at uh, getcollegegoing.com, my website.
0: There you go. Tom O'Hare, ladies and everyone from Get College Going. Thanks for being on podcast episode number nine, Tom. I greatly appreciate it. And everybody out there, we'd love to have you on the podcast if you qualify. Make sure that you apply. Until tomorrow's episode, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around okay. you. Take Thanks care. You, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot and high-five everyone around you. I'm
1: feeling all right.